Welcome to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where you can learn to avoid the downs and savor the ups. Here, 40-year veteran attorney Paul Samico will entertain you and help you understand the law in areas we might all face. Brushes with the police? Oh boy. Family disputes? Oh no. An injury and accident situations? Ouch. And now, here's Paul. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where if you've heard me once, you'll hear me every time tell you that when it concerns the law, I always want you to avoid the downs and savor the ups. And we know that the law can be very, very wicked, or it can be very kind. I guess it just depends which side of the fence you're on or uh, whether you're up or down on that carnival ride. I want to get right to it today, and I want to talk about, I think, something which is very important in today's society. And the general topic is the rights of individuals who are same-sex and married, same-sex and in relationships. So specifically today, I want to talk about same-sex divorce and parental rights. And I've got a few cases that I want to share with you that will pose the questions. And when I come back after the break, I'm going to provide the answers and give you some additional information. So first, we have a case that involves same-sex divorce. Now, Previous to the landmark United States Supreme Court decision in June of 2015, the name of the case, I'm sure many of you are familiar, Obergefell, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Obergefell versus Hodges. Uh, that case established marriage equality in all 50 states. You might assume, and others involved in same-sex relationships might assume that all the potential complications and challenges that might be faced by long-term committed same-sex couples ended when that case came out and decision was made, but that's not the case. It's far from it, in fact. If you are a same-sex couple, particularly if you're a same-sex couple seeking a divorce, there's still now five years later, many hurdles that might be in your way. If you and your partner, partner entered a civil union and not a marriage, those hurdles can be even more numerous. With the help of an experienced family law attorney, you can get the divorce you need in most places now in our country, whether yours began with a civil union or an actual marriage. So, this is the this is the case that we uh, I want to talk about to begin with. I'm going to use the initials of the individuals who were uh, involved in this particular case. There's M R and S S. So they were a same sex couple who faced some of the hurdles uh, in their divorce most recently. These men entered into a civil union, not a marriage. So it's called a civil union in Vermont in the year 2003. They eventually moved to Maryland, but even after same-sex marriage became legal uh, in Maryland, it was actually a couple years before the Supreme Court decided that it's legal everywhere. In Maryland, it was 2013. Despite that 
ability to get legally married, if you will, they actually never did get married. By 2018, unfortunately, the relationship had broken down and SS filed for a divorce in Maryland. SS sought as part of his divorce an award of alimony, an award of child support, a property uh, division, including a monetary award, and custody of the couple's two children. The other partner, MR, argued that the trial court could make a determination about child custody and child support, but could not award SS the divorce that he want, the divorce that he wanted, the divorce that he sought. A civil union, he argued, was not the same as a marriage, and the law didn't give the court's authority to dissolve a marriage that never existed. Well, okay, that might have some solid legal argument grounds. The couple did not meet Vermont law's requirements for getting a Vermont divorce. So this is like a little stumbling block here. So now they're in Maryland. Uh, If the Maryland court didn't have jurisdiction, jurisdiction is the right to hear the case, the right to decide the issues, then SS could have been stuck in the same type of quandary, bad position that uh, many same-sex couples faced before marriage equality uh, became the the rule of law in our country. Before uh, that court case in 2015, a couple might get married in one state that recognized same-sex marriage, But if they later move to a non-marriage equality state, and again, this is before 2015, they could find themselves with no judicial remedy in which to get divorce, no forum, no state would hear the case. Now, interestingly, a Massachusetts uh, uh, same-sex couple made news after they moved to Florida as the Florida state refused to grant a divorce, leaving them in limbo until 2015. Um, So there have been problems in Florida before 2015. So what happens here? What happens to the lawsuit concerning the potential for actually getting a divorce here uh, for for this couple? I'm going to tell you when we come back. The next issue concerns itself with what I'm going to call parental rights. And this is extraordinarily interesting. In fact, I don't know if you are one of those that watch the TV uh, entertainment type shows that talk about the famous, the rich and the famous, and the people who maybe are not so rich and not so famous, but they have their 15 minutes of fame. Um, The New Jersey show, New Jersey Shore, comes to mind. Certainly, I uh, don't want to attribute any of those people to having real fame, but they did get their 15 minutes of of fame, didn't they? Here's a celebrity child custody dispute uh, involving two of the stars of the Bravo TV Network's Flipping Out series. The two men never married, 
uh, but they had been together for 10 years and they shared a three-year-old daughter when they separated last year in 2019. Now look, folks, we know the breakdown of a relationship between two parents is very difficult on everyone. And it's true, even if you're a celebrity or what I'll call an ordinary person, it's true whether or not you're biologically related to your child. If you're in a situation like many same-sex marriage couples where one of you is a biological parent and one is not, that fact can complicate things if a custody dispute arises after you separate. So if you find yourself in a custody disagreement, then you know that nothing can be more important to you than your relationship with your child. So here's some advice even before I get to the second half of the show and give you what happened in this celebrity couple's case, and I'll talk about another one. Uh, Be sure you have an attorney protecting your rights. I mean, it just... I'm an attorney, so you think, okay, here, he's sending everybody to attorneys, but, you know, there are just some things, what is that expression? You don't know what you don't know, and uh, if you go at it yourself, the uh, DIY, do-it-yourself plan, you might end up getting swallowed up by attorneys who could just destroy you procedurally, having nothing to do with the, the, the facts and the real substantive matters that ultimately need to be decided. A third case involves, again, rights of parents and a, a term that, uh, that I have uh, really come to understand having researched this. It's called de facto parenthood. So let me, again, digress and just set this up a little bit before I get to the specifics of this case. Custody disputes, you know, clearly, again, can be very scary. Um, you have fear um, that might stop you from getting an attorney. And again, I'm going to tell you, don't go get the attorney. The relationship between you and your child is worth every penny that might be charged. There are options available to you to address your financial resources, including getting a court order that makes your ex-spouse or partner responsible for paying your attorney fees depending upon the relative financial situation of each party, absolutely. So biological parents have long understood that they have the potential to persuade a judge that the other side should pay their attorney's fees. Most state laws now say that an award of attorney's fees is available and the judge can award an amount of fees that are just and proper under all the circumstances. Evidence of financial status, your needs, your ex's financial status, and the ex's needs, along with proof that you had a valid justification for bringing your case. Parenthood is not just about DNA. There are many, many people who act as a child's parent while sharing, I'll call it a lesser biological tie, or none at all. This can include families with step-parents and families with LGBT parents. Now, Maryland recognizes these parents' legal status under something called, as I mentioned at the top of this discussion, de facto parenthood. Uh, This may have you wonder, can these de facto parents, if they need to pursue custody, can they receive an award of attorney's fees if they're successful? 
I'm going to tell you when we come back. Don't want to go to the break yet. I got to tell you about this. This is just the transcript from a, a court case in Rhode Island. The guy is charged uh, with parking in a handicapped spot, not having any sticker or visible handicap uh, thing that hangs from your, uh, your mirror there. So he claimed that he meant to park there just for a moment to go into the restaurant that was right there to bring his mother a glass of water. She was in the car. He was claiming that she was dehydrated. Uh, on his way out, he saw somebody, um, uh, he said he, on his way out, he saw somebody choking and, and felt obliged to administer the Heimlich maneuver. Okay, so the judge says, oh, well, that's very interesting. Um, how does one do the Heimlich maneuver? The guy had no clue. Guilty as charged. The BS that people come up with in traffic court, I was a lawyer in traffic court for many years, and it's just off the charts what people can tell you. Okay, here's the break. Okay, it's break time here on the merry-go-round. We want to give you value. So, do you need an attorney for an injury case or a criminal matter? or something involving family law? Mr. Samico has the answer for you. Go to our podcast website, www.thelegalmerrygoround.com. Again, that's thelegalmerrygoround.com and click on the referrals tab. Then either fill out the form or call the telephone number where you can leave a detailed message that Mr. Samico will pick up and you'll get a response with a referral to an excellent attorney in your area within eight business hours. And the referral is free, no charge to you for this referral. So again, if you're looking for a lawyer that meets the highest standards, Paul is going to hook you up. And every attorney he refers to meets the highest standards, and Paul has checked them out for you. If you like what you're hearing from him during these shows, you know he's going to take care of you. So go to the legal merrygoround.com. And now back to the show. So I'm back. And this is a very, very interesting and timely topic in our society. Those individuals who have found partners, same sex, and we know now that for half a decade, now five years, that same sex marriage is legal as it should be. And if I offend anybody that has a different belief, I'm sorry. But this is my show, and I believe that. I think everybody has all the rights that anybody else has. Your sexual preference, your status uh, in one country versus another, your race, I believe in 100% complete equality. If it's good for one, it's good for the other. And I think the United States Supreme Court in 2015 with that landmark decision agrees with me. The first case I talked about before the break was that case involving the potential of 
a couple who had a civil union, a civil union in Vermont, not a legal marriage, then moves to Maryland and things fall apart a little bit, a lot, I guess, and they're seeking a divorce. So can some place that starts as a civil union, which is not a legal marriage, can that end in a divorce where a divorce is an action that separates a legal marriage? So can you do something, can you undo something that in the law theoretically doesn't exist? In Maryland, the court sided with SS, you remember the initials I gave you at the beginning, and ruled that Maryland courts do have the authority to dissolve Vermont civil unions. Even if civil unions were, the dis- were, were distinct from marriages, by the very exacting, explicit terms of the Virgi- uh, Vermont statutory law, the dissolution of a Vermont civil union was the same in terms of procedures, substantive rights, and obligations as a dissolution of marriage. This meant that granting the divorce of a Vermont same-sex civil union couple was the same as granting a dissolution of a same-sex marriage. Now, back in 2012, the court that eventually decided this in Maryland here last year, the Maryland Court of Appeals, again in 2012, ruled that a legal concept known as comedy, this is a very important legal word, comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, applies to same-sex marriage law. The concept of comedy means that even though Maryland's statutory law at that time barred same-sex marriage, the Maryland courts could recognize an out-of-state same-sex marriage under comedy and apply Maryland's divorce laws to dissolve the party's same-sex marriage. So comedy means that one state is going to look at the other state's laws and apply them, even if the existing state, in this case Maryland, didn't have laws or had laws that disagreed. Comedy gave Maryland courts the power to dissolve the Vermont Civil Union. So here, a bit of advice. If you and your partner entered into a civil union and never took the legal step to get married, you can still utilize the courts to get your divorce and divorce-related relief. I think, without having looked at every single state's laws, this is pretty much the case now across our country because of this concept of comedy. I talked in the first half about uh, child custody uh, issues, um, involving what we call de facto parented. Parented? Parenthood. Parenthood. De facto parents. And I talked about the celebrity couple uh, in Bravo's Flipping Out series. Again, two men never married, had been together for about 10 years and shared a three-year-old daughter when they separated last year in 2019. So what happened in this case? Interestingly enough, a Yahoo Entertainment report uh, shared the result. Uh, Although the daughter was the biological offspring 
of one partner and had no biological relationship whatsoever to the other, both fathers would have legal parental rights. Now, this ruling was in California. Does that surprise you? They're out Bravo TV land. Uh, According to the California law, both fathers had equal parental rights to the child, regardless of their biology, regardless of the the physical uh, relationship of one supplying uh, half the genes and and what have you of the uh, and the DNA of the child, because both of their names are listed as parents on the daughter's birth certificate. That is, moreover, that the state law in California and now in other states, being the non-biological parent can place you at a distinct advantage, but no more. In Florida, for example, the law there gives the biological parent a strong right to privacy, which potentially can include the right to end contact with the non-biological parent after a separation, but again, no more. How did the Maryland court that decided this handle this matter? Well, fortunately uh, for LGBT plus parents here in Maryland, the law is not problematic, and uh, again, this is a little bit of an older case, so I'm going to suggest probably not so much anywhere anywhere else in the country. A few years ago, the courts here in Maryland were faced with a, 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 a similar search circumstance, a similar case, similar to the uh, flipping out uh, TV series family dispute. In that Maryland case, um, the parents included a non-biological parent and a biological one. The non-biological parent was a transgender man who at the time was what they call pre-transition and living in a same-sex female relationship with a biological mother of the child. So this couple got married in D.C. about six months after the child's birth, and a year after they married, they separated. And then 10 months later, the biological mother cuts off the visits between the man she married uh, and the child. So he sues. And in 2016, the Maryland court decided to adopt the legal rule from another state, Wisconsin, which is where they were at the point where they separated, and established the concept in Maryland of de facto parenthood. The new rule said that in certain circumstances, people are entitled to legal recognition as parents, even if they are neither a biological nor an adoptive parent. A de facto parent has the same rights to seek visitation and custody as a biological or adoptive parent. Now get this. I love this. Moreover, this standard applies to more, more than just biological parents and same-sex relationships. It can also include step-parents and grandparents. Yes, and that's appropriate. That's the way it should be. The key is proving all the factors required by a state's laws to establish de facto parenthood. Now, most anyone can be a de facto parent if they can prove four things. Here they are. Number one, the legal parent allowed and facilitated the de facto's 
de facto parent's establishment of a parent-like relationship with the child. Number two, the de facto parent and the child live together under the same roof. Number three, the de facto parent was significantly involved in ensuring the child's care, education, development, including financially. And number four, the relationship existed for a length of time sufficient to allow the creation of a bonded, dependent relationship, parental in nature. Ooh, yeah, good. So if you're raising a child that's not your biological offspring and the child's biological parent leaves you and cuts off your contact with the child, don't think that your lack of that biological relationship means you have no rights because you do. Get an attorney. This next case is going to tell you why it's good to have an attorney. And this is again, got to do with attorney's fees. I talked about earlier uh, the case that involved whether or not the non-biological parent could sue for attorney's fees. If they need to pursue a custody case in court, could they get an award of attorney's fees? So the good news is that the answer is yes. In the case I talked about earlier in the show before the, uh, the break, the last one I talked about, the parents were a man and a woman who each had drug addictions and where they clearly they were unfit to have custody of the child. The parental grandparents, the father's parents, and the maternal grandmother, the mom's mother, each asked the court to grant custody. The mom's mother had acted as the child's de facto parent for more than a year, but she was a limited, she was a person of limited financial means. So the trial court ruled that the mom, the mom's mother, was entitled to sole legal custody and primary physical custody. And the court also decided that the mom's mother maternal grandmother, was entitled to attorney's fees and ordered the parental grandparents who were fighting this, are you sitting down, are you ready, to pay $57,000. Well, the father's parents, of course, didn't like that, so they appealed the case. The appeals court ruled that the trial judge was correct. The appeals court explained that being recognized by a court as a de facto parent effectively elevates that person to equal footing with biological parents for the purpose of determinations of custody and visitation. So once the courts made that finding, then that person has many of the same rights as a biological parent or an adoptive parent, and that includes potentially being eligible for an award of attorney's fees. This is an important ruling for some step-parents and LGBT parents. It's potentially very reassuring, I would think, for gay and lesbian parents who are not biologically related to their children, but whose spouse or partner is. In the past, parents in that position might have to worry that if the relationship between a couple fails, the other partner might take the child and keep them away from the child's life. 
and that the courts would then treat them as legal strangers, if you will, with no rights whatsoever. Now, with most states, de facto parent laws, parents like these can obtain legal recognition and can, when necessary, seek an award covering the attorney's fees they racked up, pursuing their right to custody or visitation. I think this is sensational. You have a parent and a child relationship. Look, you know, um, what is that thing with the duck? The duck comes out and the first thing that the duck sees is a human being. That's a child-parent relationship. I mean, it's just that simple. You know, after that parent uh, of that duck, the little, the little baby duck has bonded with this human being for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Taking the two away from each other is just simply cruel. If you get that, if you understand the analogy that I'm making, then you get the wisdom of the laws in this type of situation. I hope that you have a sound family, a wonderful relationship with your spouse and your partner, and if you have children, you have an even more wonderful relationship with them on a different level. I hope you never have a need to separate or have child custody battles or battles over who's going to pay the attorney's fees. But the bottom line here for you, my friend, if this is you, you must get the help of an attorney. It might be expensive, but you might end up having the other side pay those expenses if you can't afford them. And no matter what, you can't put a price on a relationship and have the potential that that relationship could die simply because of money. Best to you. Enjoy the legal ups and the legal downs. Don't enjoy the legal downs. Avoid the legal downs. But enjoy the understanding of the law and how you can use it and avoid it when it might be able to hurt you in some way so you can resolve your case before it has to get to courts and lawyers. Thanks for listening to The Legal Merry-Go-Round. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in next time to get a better understanding of real-life legal situations.